Good morning, everyone. This week is Parsha Shoftim. I should start by saying good Chodesh, um, and not just any Chodesh, good Chodesh Elul. Uh, it's really an exciting time for Klai Yisrael. It's certainly a daunting time. It's a challenging time. It's also an exciting time when we we hit Rosh Chodesh Elul, when we hear that shofar blowing in the morning, uh, every morning now, and we are reminded about the special time of year it is. We say the capital in Tillam that so beautifully reflects the unique relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are reminded that uh, it can't really be things as usual. We have to find a way to sort of intensify uh, our focus, to just sort of recalibrate our relationship. Uh, I guess uh, you can compare it to, you know, if a couple is separated for whatever reason, man goes off to war, they're away for months, and uh, now he comes back and is sort of reunited, there is a sense of focus and intimacy that has to sort of be the order of the day. It just can't be business as usual. You've been away from me for a while, and you know now you're back. Uh, there's a, a special connection that needs to be felt that wasn't there before. Because after all, this is what Elul is about. And again, there are no accidents in the world. And as we approach Elul, the very first uh, Parsha that we hit is Parsha Shoftim. This is pretty much the order of the schedule of the year, pretty much every single year. Parsha Shoftim is a Parsha that uh, is our first Shabbos that uh, is in, in Chodesh Elul. And how fascinating is the Pasuk? Shoftim the Shoshim Titenlecha B'chol Sharecha. And it seems like a very basic Pasuk. The Pasuk talks about the, a judicial system. Torah talks about judges. Torah talks about police. Interesting how, how relevant that is today. And again, I don't really like getting political, but you almost can't, you can't ignore the direct message of how the Pasuk is speaking to the, to the situation at hand. And it's a fascinating uh, Gemara that says, how do I know that you're supposed to appoint Shoftim? Judge, how do you know that judges are supposed to be appointed in the Jewish judicial system? And the Gemara quotes our Pasuk. Shoftim, Titelucha. How do I know that you're supposed to appoint policemen, officers to make sure to adjudicate and to and to make sure that all the people stay uh, properly on task and make sure that the, there's peace within the community and the people are doing what they need to do? The Gemara again says, Shochim Titelucha. After all, it's a, it's a, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. And the question is quite obvious that the Bali Musir asks, well, what is really going on here? Why do I need the Gemara to sort of say, how do I know? And the Torah says, well, I can read the Pasuk in the Torah. Pretty obvious. The first Pasuk is quite clear. When you create this, this uh, community for you, called the community of, of the Jewish people, called Eretz Yisrael, or anywhere where, where the Jewish people live and they have the ability to, to sort of uh, administer a judicial system, this is an obligation. So why do I have to ask the question, how do I know? I can read the Pasuk. And the Bali wants to give a beautiful answer, an answer that's really fundamental in the way we have to approach things throughout Jewish life, but especially now as we are in Elul, it's really a profound concept. And one that certainly speaks to us today uh, in the year 2020 as we look around and see what's going on throughout uh, the United States. And the message is, 
yes, the Pasuk says, of course, Shoftim, the Shotrim. But the Gemara is trying to deliver a very profound point. Why should you appoint judges? Why should you appoint policemen? Why should you have a judicial system and a, and a, uh, a, a sort of a, an official um, adjudication system where there are people there? Why should you do it? The Gemara is saying, you might fall into a trap. You might fall into a trap and say, do I need a Torah to tell me to make a judicial system? Do I need a Torah to tell me to have police to make sure there's law and order uh, in the streets? So I need it? I can do it on my own. So Gemara, when asked the question, they were saying, I want you to understand where should your thinking be coming from? From a purely rational point of view of saying, this is what needs to happen because after all logic dictates, we have to have peace on the streets? Gemara is saying, no. I don't know how do you know. Because Gemara would have said, what do you mean? I know because it's logic. Logic will only take you so far. Logic can leave you in a position where you can be intelligent and you can be logical, and yet you can say, there's no anarchy on the streets. There's no riots in Portland and Seattle. Logic can say, what are we talking about? We can have an entire week of celebration of a, of a, of a political party, and yet there's no mention of the burning of the houses and people getting killed on the streets, and people, people getting beaten up in horrific fashion. Literally what we are seeing on the streets, the, the, the Bali Musa reminding us, you can actually have rational people say, this is justice. This is peace. This is a judicial system, even though it's not happening. It's not taking place. There's, there's anarchy. But the point is that the, the Gemara is reminding us, Shenemar, <laughs> there is a Pasuk in the Torah telling you to have judges. There's a Pasuk in the Torah telling you to have policemen. There is, a, there is a divine power, a supreme force in the world called Boreolam, the creator of the world, who's saying to us, this is what you need to do. Don't leave it up to your own logic. Even things that are logical, we as Jews have to remember this is, this is our responsibility based on the fact that Akash Baruch Hu is telling it to us. As logical as, as things might be, as I, as I mentioned before, logic can easily lead you to a different place when it's divinely ordained, when it's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it's Shenemar, when the Pasuk in Shoftim tells us, Shoftim the Shochim titelecha b'chol sherecha, then it, it, it prevents us from falling off the deep end. It prevents us from having our own minds take us into places where, where you'd imagine no logical person can go. No logical person can see things that are going on in the streets and sort of just looking the other way and just making it a non-issue. People are, 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 are suffering. Buildings are being burnt down. Uh, communities are being, uh, are being torn apart, and yet everything is fine. When it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything is not fine. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, the fact that it's coming from Hashem, it's, it's a mitzvah in the Torah, that sort of straightens out our thinking. Okay, what does the Torah say about this situation? It's not about my own personal philosophy, my development of a new thought, of a new concept, some new ism that's going to come up in the world that's going to uh, be the new... Uh, opiate that's going to make everything good for for all of uh, all of society. Uh, those things don't work. What does the Torah say? What does Hakadosh Baruch Hu want from us? That has to be the fundamental question. When that is the guiding principle of our lives, then we will we can't fall off. We can't. We always have to just go back to the Shulchan Aruch, and that Shulchan Aruch will always be guiding us in the proper way, telling us exactly how to behave. And we can't. We can't. We wouldn't be able to fall into this trap. And that, when we do that, 
it becomes so much more meaningful in terms of, of our relation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, what are we, what time are we in? We're in a time of, of Elul. We're in a time where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, Yom Adin is fast approaching, but I need to give you a time a month before. As Moshe Benin went up on that mountain on, on Rosh Chodesh Elul for 40 days till Yom Kippur, prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to finally elicit from HaKadosh Baruch Hu the ultimate kapara that allowed him to come back down with the second pair of luchos, knowing that, that Klai Yisrael is back in good standing with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu after the sin of the eagle. These critical 40 days. We are now entering into those 40 days. What are they about? It's about this feeling and how do we represent intimacy? How do we, how do we tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we appreciate what you've done for us. We love you so much. We appreciate the Chazdei Hashem. You do it by walking with, in Hashem's ways. You do it by following these mitzvahs. And we do it by injecting into everything that we do, as logical as it might be. But if we inject it with the sense of, I'm doing it because Hashem wants me to do it. I'm appointing judges. I'm developing a judicial system because HaKadosh Baruch wants me to do it. Then we're, we're working with Hashem. There's an intimacy there that probably didn't exist earlier. And now is the time to, to refocus that, that, that uh, direction, that refocus our thoughts, our emotions in that way, where we should try to spend these next 30 days, how important it would be if we can really just try to develop some clarity in our thinking, in our thoughts, in our emotions. It's such a hard time. There's so much going on. School's right around the corner. However, schools are opening up. Things are, are happening. It's exciting. It's crazy. It's challenging. Uh, we're dealing with so much on our plate. But nothing is more important than this. Nothing matters more than Anila Dodi Vidodi Lee. This intimacy, this connection. And one way is to remember this incredibly important point. It's not about logic. It's not about what you think and what you feel naturally. Well, I'm a nice person and I naturally want to do the right things. We're not interested in naturally. We're interested in this is divinely ordained. This is the reason why we are here in this world to fulfill the Torah, to do the mitzvahs, and to walk with Akarish Baruchu. So that's one very important point in terms of shoftim v'shochim titelachah b'chol shorecha. And how every other mitzvah should be guided by this principle. The Bali Musa take another twist about this Pasuk. And they, the Mepharshim say, not just the Bali Musa, but the Mepharshim that predate the Bali Musa. They say to us that not only is the Pasuk talking about the judicial system, the police, the idea of creating a, a sense of, of, of unity and the tranquility within a community. But shoftim v'shochim titen l'cha b'chol sharecha. Give, put to you, judges, put to you a sort of a police force to make sure that you stay on the straight and narrow, that you don't sort of uh, move off to the wrong direction. And the message is, and again, what an important message for Elul especially after a time where it's been a, a long summer and especially with all of the distractions that we have in this world and all of the sort of impact on our normal routine that has that would typically would, would help us keep on, uh, on the proper path. And maybe it's been difficult during these last few months to stay on that proper path. Says the Torah to us, Elul is here. On a personal level, guidelines, 
judges, not outside judges, not outside people, although sometimes it could be. You can sometimes ask a good friend to sort of help you out. You can do that. You can ask a parent to maybe be that extra set of eyes to make sure that you don't fall into traps that you know are easy for, for you to fall into. But however you do it, however the system you create, make it for yourself. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what do I need to make sure I can make some small improvements in my life. What do I need to make sure that I can look at myself during this time and look to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I, I've made a difference. I've done some things. I recognize now is the time for me to get ready for Shoshana, for the Yom Narayim, for the incredible time of fast approaching one month away. I've done some things. I've made some, I've moved some policemen into, into my area. Now those policemen could, uh, could just be reminders. It could be maybe removing certain things away from us. It could be adopting certain policies and procedures in our own lives that would help us, whether it be getting up on time for davening, whether it be removing some technology at, the, at, at a time when it needs to be removed. It could be so many things. Reminders about maybe the way I speak and maybe taking on an extra um, precaution that maybe one hour a day I will de- dedicate it to be free of any negative speech, no lush and horror for one hour a day, one hour a week, whatever we can handle, whatever we can do. But if we are in the mode of shoftim the shoshim, you each and every individual, Yankel, Miriam, Avram, Beryl, everybody, Sarah, each and every one of you, look into your situation, ask what do you need? What kind of judge do you need overseeing you? What kind of sort of a policeman that sort of might be reminding you, maybe this is not a good idea. Set that up for yourself. You want to succeed. You want L to be meaningful. It can't be same old, same old. And how do we break out of that, that same old, same old? How do you break out of that mold that, that sort of has been continuing in the doldrums that sort of every single day repeat itself? It's by putting some guidelines, putting some reminders, there are so many different, fantastic, so many people who've worked so hard. I know there are certain websites of people are struggling with what they're looking at. And there are websites you can go to. You can have people who sort of share your, your, your access to your technology to make sure that Baruch Hashem, everything is in order. So many wonderful things. Their organizations, TAG is a great organization that's been formulated the last couple of years to help families figure out what's the best way to make sure that, that we can bring Kedush into our homes. It's not about some, someone on the outside coming in, oh, big brother's coming in to tell me what to do. No, Torah's telling you, don't, it's, it's good to have a big brother. Yes, you need judges, you need a judicial system, but more often than not in Klai Yisrael's history, it's just look in the mirror. Do it for you. Do it because you need it. Do it because you're struggling. We're all struggling about something. We all have some issue that we can do a little bit better. We can all have an area that we can sort of turn to, whether it's, it's, it's through a friend, through a parent, through a spouse, or just in our own world to create those reminders, I got to do better. If every single day we're late and, and being late is not appropriate, if, if we are somehow being so distracted that in our relationship, how, how terrible it is, we see people and literally you can have people davening in Milo Shemesre, and, and, and the, somehow the phone reminds them that there's somebody who wants to talk to them or some message or who knows what. You talk to Dr. Baruch and now you're, you're distracted and now you're going to your phone. You're looking at your phone in the middle of Sachanu. Well, what is going on? What is happening? We shouldn't look at it at all, but uh, d- during, during davening. Maybe that's too much, but, but what esrei? You move davening, you move bichas kreshma, and you're halfway here and halfway there, and you're, you're back and forth. 
Is that Aninu Dodi Vidodi Li? Would we imagine? The, we're asking our wife, uh, we're asking our, 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 uh, somebody that we, we're ready to ask for marriage. And can you imagine having a conversation with that, with that uh, young lady or, or listening to the young man? Or how would we react if in the middle of that uh, very heartfelt speech about how now is the time to, uh, to commit to one another? Let's get engaged. Let's get married. I think we're, we're wonderful for one another. And all of a sudden, would imagine any of the parties would say, just excuse me for a second. Let me just see who's uh, on the phone. Well, how, how would we react? You say, well, what is going on? Is this a person I'm going to want to marry who, who is interrupting this? wonderful soliloquy uh, in order to uh, look at his phone and see who's calling him. It's a problem, big problem. And we can fall into that trap easily. And it doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means we, we have to take in the time. This is what's critical. The Pasuk is reminding us so, uh, so profoundly about the need for sort of self, self-discipline and creating an environment and reminders and a process by which that can happen. And if the idea is shut that phone off so you can't even see what's going on or put that phone in a different place where you have no access while you're davening, well, there, there are many different things we can do. We just have to be in the mindset of let's do this. And let's do it now. Let's do it for Elul. Let's see if we can actually go through a 30-day period where our, we're more sensitive to the responsibilities we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees this is a young man, this is a young lady that's actually making a change in their lives. This is not just business as usual. This person gets it. And just at another point that's so critical, at two times in this week's parish, we have the reference of all the days of your life by the king who has to write a Sefer Torah, it should be with him. The, the, the wording is, The Torah should be with him and he should read it all the days of his life. There are really no days to take off. And if we can sort of, sort of uh, shrink this relationship to the next 30 or 40 days, certainly a Sarasim is even a heightened sense of, of focus and, and intimacy. But if we can have this mentality, call you have at least for this month, how meaningful would be, it would be. And it's also later on in the, the, the beautiful Pasuk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying to us how we have to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Volachta Bedrachim, and there again it says, call you have all the days. It's not one day on, one day off. The consistency, true love, True commitment, true dedication is through the consistency of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly. So these are some wonderful tools and wonderful strategies to make Elul a meaningful Elul. To certainly understand that everything that we do should be, should be channeled through the service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That we should take this mandate of Shoftim, Vishotim and take it to ourselves and say, what can I do in my world to make it more special, to make it more focused, to make it more, to make it more meaningful, that I don't fall into negative traps, I don't fall into situations that I shouldn't, and to make it consistent, to, to really see, to be there every single day, to be there with my heart, to be there with, with, with all of my emotions and everything that I have to do on a consistent basis, and certainly, Bez Hashem, from now on, until, until uh, Yom, Yom Kippur, if we can do it for 40 days, will be incredible achievement. One last point, which is highlighted from a number of different places in the parsha, but one, one the, which is from the very end of the parsha, and it's something that it's a very, really unbelievable message from the point of view of this 
this heifer that needs to be broke, brought out into the desert, into this barren wasteland, and you, and you have to go through a whole procedure when you find a corpse, you don't know who, who killed that individual. And we know the whole parasha of Egla Rufa. And the statement of the, of the judges is, is so amazing. The Gemara talks about it. They have to say, they have to come out to this barren area and they say, we didn't kill this person. And of course, the famous Gemara, of course, the judges killed this person. They're learning Torah all day. They're sitting in, in court all day, adjudicating Jewish law. How in the world could they have killed? Why would you, anybody think that they have to come out and say, we didn't kill this person? And of course, the message is, that's not what they mean. Rashi says, that's not what they mean. Of course, they, didn't, they don't, there's nobody who thinks they killed that individual. But did you leave that individual dispirited? Did you let that person leave your community without the proper escort? Did you somehow pull the emotions out of that person to leave them leaving in a place where no one really cares about me that made them more susceptible to, to death? That's what they mean. And the profound message here is, but that's not what the Pusik says. Pusik doesn't say. They did, we, we have to come out and say, we didn't let this person leave without the proper provisions, without the proper escort. If that's what they meant, that's what they should say. Why are you saying something different than what is the reality? The message is quite clear. Because in the Torah's world, those little things of how you let somebody leave your town, how you say goodbye, how you say good morning, <laughs> Torah doesn't consider that a little thing. The Torah consider that, considers that, oh, you, you kill that person. You dispirited that person. You let that person walk away from your town in a sense where they were not ready to, to fight the enemy. People can see who's, who's more susceptible. Attackers and gang members can see who's a, who's a good uh, pawn to, to be able to, uh, to rip off and to attack or who's somebody who's ready to fight. And I don't want to go in that direction. If, if God forbid, a town dispirited individual, you somehow took that life, that oomph, that excitement away from them because of the way you treated them, that's called retzicha. That's called spilling somebody's blood. Not in actuality, but from the godly point of view of how important those small little interactions are, that's what it means. And we should take the message from there on the reverse level. Of course, we should be so careful never to hurt somebody. And again, people are hurting. And it's such an incredible time to reach out to people. People, whether even we can do it directly, looking at them, even with our masks on, we're looking at them, we show that empathy and that concern and the willingness to help. It could be a phone. It could be, it could be any many ways to, to be there and support people. And of course, we, we shouldn't hurt anybody during this, during this terrible, challenging time. But if we can go out of a way to help somebody, to bring somebody a spirit of, of positivity, a feeling that I belong, people feeling of, of, of uh, welcoming, and certainly as schools open up, and we all have to consider this, we're gonna have new students in, in, our, in our classrooms, new uh, students, uh, new friends that come into the room, whether we're students, whether we're rebellion, whether we're teachers or just parents in the community, anybody. The idea of reaching out to people and making them feel comfortable is so critical. You see how the Torah views it. And it's just reminded me of a story I love repeating. It's a story about a fellow who gets invited to a wedding. And he looks at the invitations from a rabbi who uh, they learned together in Punovich many years earlier. But he's wondering, why did I get this invitation? I, I, I really know him that well. And this guy, he became a great Talmud Chacham. Here I'm getting an invitation. Why? Why was I Zohar to get this invitation to this wedding? And somehow they ended up speaking, and he, uh, the fellow said to this uh, Talmud Chacham, this Chashem Arav, I believe it was in Europe, even though they, 
Ponovich was in Eretz Israel, and this person was in, in Europe. And uh, Rebbe, why why did you send me the invitation? I'm honored, but like, what what we don't really know each other that well. He says, "You're obviously not aware of how meaningful you are in my life." Me meaningful? I mean, how was I meaningful in your life? He said, "Well, what you don't know is that I was the youngest fellow in Ponovich when I was there." When I was in Panovich, my, my parents sent me away from Europe to, um, to learn in yeshiva. And I was very young and I had no friends. And I was lonely. And really there was, there was no social milieu for me to be comfortable with because the people were older. And I made up my mind at that particular moment in time on a certain day, I'm not sure if it was Elul or any other month of the year, but it was a certain time I made up my mind that he said to him, I'm calling my mother during lunch, I'm going to get all my Asimonim. In the olden days, they needed Asimonim to plug into the, to the pay phones. And I'm calling my mother, I'm going back home. And I made that decision that I'm going to do it during lunchtime. And soon before lunch, we were learning in the base Medrash, and I was learning with my Harusa, I was by my Shtender, and you happened to walk by my Shtender. You noticed that my, my collar was up. And you walked by me, and you straightened out my collar, and you sort of just gave me, and you gave me a little pat on the back and just sort of make me feel you're looking good now. And that was an unbelievably calming few seconds. A pat on the back from an older boy, you were older than me. And I was a young kid, lost, alone, even though I was surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of B'nai Taira. But a little pat on the back made me feel comfortable, made me feel, you know what, you belong. And it was enough for me to say, I won't call my mother today. Let's wait another day. And because of you, I never called my mother. Because of you, I stayed many, many years. So I felt a need to express my chorus atov to you for what you what you did for me. Because without you, I wouldn't be who I am today. Small things, giving a person a little chius, a little life, a little sense of purpose. That's giving them life. That's literally the opposite of 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 of, of, of uh, spilling blood. It's giving life. We, don't, we think we, we can't create life. We think only uh, life is in God's hands. Well, ultimately it is. But Akash Baruch gave us the power to give life. That's who, how great we are. That's the power that we have. But Hashem, if, we keep these, if we keep these things in mind, these important concepts, and we're consistent with them, and we reach out to God's children every single day to try to make a difference in somebody's life, Akash Baruch will look down, Hashem, not only at each of us individually, but collectively uh, at all of Klai Yisrael. And bless us, Pastor Hashem, with an incredible L, with incredible success in opening up school and having Klai Yisrael rededicate itself to Talmud Torah in the proper way, Pastor Hashem, and B'zorchot for all of Klai Yisrael to a good Gebenchar, Shazgul of Yeshua. Have a good Shabbos.